Okay, I guess you can now. Okay, is it um, is it loud enough? Should I make it louder? Or be able to I hear me? Hear, I mean, I myself can hear you perfectly. Okay, okay, good, fine. <clears throat> okay, so we're in Simon Kufya Dalid, we're up to Sif Ches, continuing here. Uh, the Mechaber says, Hakafrisin, Vahakapluta, he sees different types of of uh, fruits, vegetables that are eaten, that could be eaten raw, so there's no issue with Bishalakam over here. Vahakavim, Shalahem, or Chagavim, okay, kosher type of grasshoppers. Um, that below, the, these things are from non-Jews, Shalem. Hakavushim mutarim. See, even if it's uh, kavush, even if it's been brined, it's mutar. As long as you see them taking it out from the storage, meaning, um, so, so then you know that it wasn't uh, tampered with, or it wasn't, um, we'll see, there wasn't wine put on it. Those that are being sold out in the open in the store, um, there's a concern that the, the non-Jew who's selling it uh, sprinkled or sprayed wine on it. Uh, now, so this is kosher. Why, you know, obviously if it's wine, so it's tamiyena mitzaser. Um, if they were mizalifit, if they sprayed it on top, it's not absorbed in, so there's no bittal over here. Okay, so the wine is is banned on top of the, on the surface of the of the fruit or vegetable or it probably gets absorbed in a little bit and it probably doesn't even help to wash it off because it's these things are very soft and you know the wine will get absorbed in but it won't be necessarily bottled it'll be on the top layer um, and we don't know if it's there or not so there's a discussion why don't you just say well this is a suffix drabanan right stamienum is an isa drabanan and it's a suffix whether they were mizalifid on um, so why do we have to be chayshish for this? You know, we we be paralyzed in, in life with everything. You know, maybe something happened. Like, well, you know, why? why? So uh, the pretire asked this question: Why is this? Why don't you just say sabit lakula? And he says that no, when when something is is um, is common to, to happen, it's something that not only is it not considered a suffix, it's considered a vaday. We have to say since the non-Jew would benefit from pouring wine on it. We'll see why. I mean, the, the Taz over here says that um, um, a few, a few, the Taz says, even in a place where wine is expensive. So maybe you'd say, I don't have to be chayshish for this. To give it a good smell, that make it more uh, enticing, that people want to buy it, the shopkeeper is likely going to sprinkle wine on it. And this is a a, uh, this type of shash is something that we have to be concerned with, even though we don't know, even though that it's, we don't even know for sure that it happened. Um, so, you know, anything which is considered a likely event uh, is, is not even considered a suffix, it's considered like a vadai. Okay, so again, we don't know 100% this happened, but this is something that we're mechuyiv to be chayshish for. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, this comes up in many, many different uh, you know, in terms of kashras, where we know that a certain process is done, uh, makes it easier, makes it, uh, you know, uh, so if, if it involves, uh, if it can involve using non-kosher ingredients, even though we don't know that they happened, we can't just say, well, it's a suffix drabanan and bimekel, we have to be chayshish that they took that route, because that's the, that, you know, that for them would be the easier or, uh, you know, would improve it better or make the, the, the product better. Um, then you have to be chayshish that they put the non-kosher into it. Okay, so 
uh, anyway, but that's what the Mechaber says. If, it was, if it's being sold in the Chanos, then it's Aser. Shem azilef aleyem yayin. Fechein zeisim shalahem hakavushim mutarim. Also, if you buy olives that have been brined, it's mutar. Afilu rachim harbiyim, they're very soft. Even if the seed, the pit, uh, comes right out. Okay, so by, by the olives, we're not concerned about it, uh, provided that they were not cut with a sakin. If they're cut with a sakin, so then the knife is, again, was a trefa knife, even though it's possible that the non-Jew has a designated knife for cutting olives. It's also possible, though, that he used his own knife um, and, and that he used that knife for other trefa things as well. And it doesn't even help to say um, that the, the kli was not used in 24 hours because olives are considered a davar charif. And by a davar charif, there are many chumras. And one of them is that even in ben Yomo, uh, we don't have the, the luxury of being maker with, with an ben Yomo by a, by a davar charif. And therefore, if it was chatuchais, um, then it would be, then it would be aser. Um, okay, the, the, the shach has a discussion about why aren't we? Why don't we say that the first few cuts in the olive already were mevatel the rest of the of the of you know to say that they, they cut here hundreds of olives, so maybe only the first few maybe become aser, and those should become bottle barayv in the remaining in the remaining olives. Um, so that we don't say because we we'll say no, it'll keep asering, it'll keep asering. Uh, the knife will keep cutting the olives and make the aser. So. Um, Okay, we'll just keep going here a little more, just to finish off the Ramah. Then the Ramah says, The, uh, not only um, is it a problem that the, uh, but, but even just the Doch the, the Sakina alone, even though it's not hot, it's just a cold uh, process here, but the Doch uh, the Sakina of the knife is going to be Bala uh, from the Sakin. Avalam Nichvishu Bekelim Shalayv Dekochavim Mutarim. But once it's, um, if it's, um, if you kaivish it though first in, in Kalim of Avikacham, if they were brined already, then they're mutarim. The me'achar sheyesh mayim imayim k'farin is batal charifasam. Once there's already uh, water with the olives, that's mevatal the charifas. V'chei kol k'yaitzim b'zeh ayin simit tzadivav. Okay, and then the Ramah tells you to look at tzadivav where you have the bulk of the halachas of davar charif. Uh, but again, here the Ramah said that if it was already kavush in water, then the water could be mevatel, the harifus of the olive. Um, okay, I wanted to discuss this concept over here, being mevatel, the harifus. And when, are we, when we look at something as being a, a davar harif or not, um, that's what I wanted to focus on a little bit. The shach over here says, how much water do you need to be mixed with the olive? So he says, um, she, right, Ramah said, Shiesh mohem, if there's water together with the olive. So the Shach says, Vedafka Shaharoiv Mayim. This is in um, Shach Yud Gimel. Dafka Shaharoiv Mayim. You need that the majority be the water. Avul Hamazesim Roiv, but if the majority is the, are the olives, Arehem Becharifasam, then they will remain Kharif, Vasurim Afilu Bekelamene Vinyamam, the Mashul Lushvach. Then everything's going to be usser if it was kavush there, and even though kavush takes 24 hours, uh, it doesn't help us because the harifos of the olive will make everything lishvach. Okay, that's the again the, the concept of a davar harif is mashvile lishvach, mechayil lishvach. So therefore, it's all going to be usser. And he says he sends you back to tzadi hey sif beis bahaga. 
Now the Ramah over there in Tzali Hayes, at the very end, it's the end part of that Ramah. It's a long Ramah about Napar Nats. And then he says, the Ramah ends off, uh, We don't consider something to be a Dover Kharif if it has a small amount of spices in it. In order to be um, considered a Dover Kharif, something has to be Kula, has to be completely Kharif. And Rubai Kekulai. So the Shach over here apparently is going on these words of Rubai Kekulai, that we go after the Rav. And therefore he says, that's why the Shach over here says, Dafka Mayim. You need the majority to be water. Then it'll be Mavatal, the Kharifos of the, of the olives. Otherwise, if the olives are the majority, then the Ramah told us Rubai Kekulai. Okay, so if it's Kulai Dabachar, Rubai Kekulai, you go after majority. And that's the, uh, seems to be from the Shach. Uh, the defining factor as to whether something is a davar charif, meaning we, we can know what the starting item is, but at what point is it no longer charif, we go with rife. That seems to be the, re- the reading of the Ramah. However, uh, it's not so simple because the Taz writes in Simon Kov Gimel, Sivkan Tes, um, we're talking over there also about Chorfei Mishavili Mashvili Lishvach, that davar charif could bring back the, the Tam and make it Lishvach, even if it was originally Lifgam, right, like an Eid bin Yomo. Uh, so he says, Mavur in Tzadi Hay, he brings back this Ramah. So it's Mavur over there in, in Tzadi Hay, Sifbeis, in this Ramah, the Dafka Rubai Davar Kharif Binan. You need that the Raiv be a Davar Kharif, like we just saw. Mishumhachi Binan Akalpana Betavim Chela Gadol. That's why by spices, says the, says the Taz, you're going to need it to be a Chela Gadol, a large amount, a large percentage. Shuhu Nirgush Harbe Bekadeira, to the point where you are going to taste it, you'll give over. Right, it'll give over a significant taste into the food. Okay, I am Ashikasavna with Simon Sadivov, Sivgimel. Then he tells you to look elsewhere. Okay. But again, he here the Taz sounds like it's not it's not totally in Raiv. Raiv isn't isn't a measure of fifty percent. Otherwise he could have just said, uh, it has to be Khalik, it has to be Raiv. Right? It has to be but it, it, it's not if it's it, even when the Ramah says Dafka Rubai Davar Kharif. Rubai Davar Kharif doesn't mean um, that we measure out 50% water, 50% olives. Okay, it could be in that case, he might agree, we'll see. But, um, but, it, but, but he's saying it depends on what it is. If we're talking about spices, then we're not, we're not dealing with uh, even a small amount of spices that, give a chel, that are a chela gadol in that they, um, that they give a nirgush harbe pekadeira. So if I put uh, uh, pepper, Marshall, I put pepper into my soup, um, I don't have to put roiv of my pepper. I don't have to make a sludge of my pepper where it's 50%, uh, black, 51% black pepper and, uh, and 49% water. Right? I, I think everybody is, we be him that that's a davar kharif, even if it's 51% water and 49% pepper. Even if it's 2% black pepper in my, my soup, I won't be able to eat it. It would be too hot. To, it would burn my mouth. Right? So the amount of pepper a person usually puts in is less than 1%. And that is already makes it that it's, uh, you know, very spicy. Um, so, you know, so each spice, it depends on what it is in terms of the percentages that you have to add to make it uh, a Dabr Kharif. So really, I think the Taz is sending us back to, uh, you know, sending us back to Tzadi Beis and saying, uh, sorry, to Tzadi Hesif Beis. And he's saying, the Ramad doesn't mean Dafka Raiv. Okay, but yet we have the Shach who says, no, the Ramad means Raiv. Right, because the Ramah over there by the olives is saying, the, the Shach says it has to be 51% water, 
Otherwise, if the if the olives are the are the majority, then it's going to be a davacharif. And I don't think there's necessarily a contradiction here between the two. I think it depends on the item that we're talking about. For instance, if we're talking about olives, which are which are charif, uh, but they're not they're not like spices. They're not uh, so. It, then we go with the majority. If I if I have uh, uh, water and, and olives and they're soaking in a pot together, well, I mean, really what's happening is the uh, the blea is going to go into the water. The water is then going to get kavush and is going to go into the is going to go into the olive. Um, is the water uh, a, a, you know is the water a davar charif? I, I think even at the end of, of soaking your olives in water for 24 hours, the olives. I'm sorry, the water I don't think is going to be all that harif in my imagination. It's, it's not going to be uh, very harif. Um, so the, the blia into the water should be uh, nice and tam of gam. The water itself isn't harif. But now we have this mixture from the, from the water now, it is going to get absorbed into the olive because the, the olive is kavush in the water that's in this pot. And um, maybe we should say now from the water into the olive, it will it will become back l'shvach again. So now we're saying, no, if the, if the majority over here is, is, uh, is water, then that, that already kills off the, the ability to be, uh, to be mechal yilei l'shvach. It's not, the, the, the harifus of the olive itself it becomes a bottle in the water. So even though the olive itself, I don't know if it, if it uh, you know, if you would eat the olive, what it would taste like at this point. I don't, I don't know if it, having more or less water in the pot really affects the harifas of the olive. Um, I, I, in fact, I've had the heart to believe that it would. Why, why having more water? How does the olive know how much water is in the pot together with it? I mean, it's a big bathtub of water. Is it just sitting in one small amount of water? Maybe a very small amount maybe makes a difference, but... Um, but anyway, I think, I think what's happening over here is we're looking at the, we'll see more about this. If we skip down to the Chavaz Das, um, the Chavaz Das over here makes also a surprising uh, assertion about how Davar Charif works. He says, he's talking about, let's say you grind together a Davar Charif together with something that's not Charif. Um, I have a mill and I put, I'm, I'm grinding together, I don't know, let's say, whatever reason, I want to make uh, peppery flour or something. So I take wheat and I take, uh, I take um, uh, pepper and I, and I grind it together and I'm making some sort of a pepper flour mixture or, or whatever else, whatever it is. It's actually it's common by, by hummus. They mix together, um, they grind together, you know, uh, uh, chickpeas which are not, and sesame, which are not uh, harifim. And they mix that together with, um, you know, all types of uh, harifim, uh, garlic and onions and, and all types of dvarim harifim get put into the, uh, get put into the chomis. So how do we how do we view this? So he says, Even after it's been grind together, um, let's say okay, you, you don't have to remove it. Let's say the the, the grinder, let's say that was treif. So do I now say, well, okay, but there was I can see still little pieces of garlic that are in there, and the garlic, the the overall food isn't charif, but the garlic is charif. So the garlic maybe got a blia from the trefa knife, from the trefa uh, grinder. So he says, no, you don't have to sit there removing the pieces of garlic from it. Maybe you should say yeah, it becomes aser. Because the garlic is 
we look at the entire mixture as one unit. And once the, in the totality of it, in the, in the, in the complete mixture, we say, it's not a davar harif. This hummus is not a davar harif because when I eat it, I, I, I do taste a little bit of the, of the garlic or something, but it doesn't, it's not overall, uh, right, something that, that I find to be um, hard to eat. So still, then we say, it's and he brings it, that's what the Milchus Yaakov writes as well, that way. That we, we, have, we have to look at, when we're looking at a davar harif, we, we don't look at the individual pieces that are in it, which might be harif still. I mean, if I would sit there pulling out all the garlic or all the black pepper, and I were to put it all together into one, you know, thing, and then I would try eating that, I'd say, oh, that is very, it is still spicy. Right? The black pepper itself didn't lose its, its uh, uh, power just because it's sitting surrounded by hummus. And yet, because it is in the way it is, that's the way we deal with it. We deal with it in the way by Sher Husham. We don't say, well, this piece of it is kharif, so it became asr, and this piece of it is not kharif, and therefore it's mutter. And the same thing over here with the water and the olives. If the totality of it, because of the raiv, is viewed as not being kharif, then, then it's not kharif, and then we, we remakel on it. Um, so I think in this respect, we're saying, um, you know, the olives lose their kharif. At what point? Well, it has to be raiv. If the raiv is still the davar kharif, then we, we can't say it lost its kharifus. It's, it's still, uh, majority is still olives. Um, now, if, if I actually blended it in some way or, and lost its kharifus because of, you know, let's say I make a, a lemon juice, and let's say lemon juice is kharif, but now I add sugar to it, it's no longer kharif. I could drink the lemon juice as is. I don't think I need to add 50% sugar to my lemon juice to say it's no longer kharif. If I add the right amount of sugar, right amount of other ingredients, and it's no longer kharif, so it's no longer kharif. We're talking about where the thing is still kharif. It's like the pepper, like the garlic, like the olives. They still wear the husham in where they are, they are, they are still kharif. But they are surrounded, they're mixed in a mixture of things, and the overall is not kharif. So then you say, I have to go after rife. Because I, I can't say, right, if the, if the olives are, are dabar kharif, then, um, they, and they're the majority, then how can I ignore them? How can I say that, well, they're surrounded by things that aren't kharif, so I don't have to worry about them. <laughs> but the majority is dvarim kharifim still. So, but if, if, if it would be completely obliterated, completely blended, like the case of the lemon juice, um, if it's not kharif, it's not kharif. Now, to get into more fundamental question, what is kharif? I mean, at what point do I say something is, is too hard, you know, that this is too spicy? Too, at what point do I make that designation? So, Rebelsky is always used to quote this base Hillel, brought by the bear Hatev in Sadivov, um, which gives the following definition. I think it's a very useful definition. It's, you know, obviously a person has to use their own, uh, you know, their own decisions, their own seichel also, but, um, you know, but it gives you at least a guideline. The Basil writes like this. He says, I mean, He's dealing with a drink, but I think you could apply it really to anything. Um, if you could drink it raw, you could drink it undiluted, Okay, as is. So let's take it just a marshal, right? If I have a whiskey, um, so you could sip a whiskey. I mean, there are people who could drink, you know, vodka from a bottle like it's, you know, like they're drinking water, but, but most people can't do that. Most people, if you give them something that's, uh, you know, 40% alcohol, they, they, they're going to treat it differently than a glass of juice. So a, a glass of, of, of whiskey is a dabar kharif because Right? I mean, someone would say, that's not harif, it's only 40% alcohol. It's not, it's not, it's not rife. It's very water. 
but no, right? It's it's called the Dabr Kharif if it's if it's um right? he says it's not called Kharif if it's Yachalum Lishtaisai Kashuhu Chai. If you could drink it raw, meaning undiluted. Unless something is so uh, vinegary, so uh, fermented. If something is like vinegar, where you can't drink it straight, you have to dilute it. I can add a little bit into my soup or into my, um, you know, into my tomato juice or something. I'll add a little bit of vinegar and then I'll drink it, but I can't drink it as is. I, I could sip it, you know, I could dip into it. Everything could be eaten that way. You know, even the most spicy foods, you could if you eat a little bit of it at a time. But if I have to limit the way I eat it, then that's considered a Dabr Kharif. So for instance, a, an onion, right? People don't eat an onion straight. They don't just bite into it like they bite into an apple. It's too strong. That's a Dabr Kharif. A garlic, the same thing. You don't eat it that way. Um, but, but foods that you could eat, let's say, um, so a common question that gets asked is, let's say, pickles. Are pickles a Dabr Kharif or not? So, you know, in my uh, experience, most pickles, you could just eat them normally. They're, they might be a little salty, they might be a little sour, but they're not that sour that you, that it affects the way you eat them. If you have one that's very, very uh, vinegary or very sour, and it, you know, you, you can't eat it like you would eat another food, right? so then that would be a Dabr Kharif. If you could eat it normally, so then uh, generally speaking, that would not be a Dabr Kharif. Using this definition, um, again, this is, this is I've, I've heard Rebelsky apply this in many cases, using this type of a definition as what is a Dabr Kharif? You know, so going back to our, uh, let's say a potato kugel that has in it uh, black pepper, okay? So it's mixed in, that's not a Dabr Kharif, right? Even though I could taste the black pepper, let's say someone even put a lot of black pepper in, and it's very strong, the black pepper, but it's not the overriding taste of the food. Um, that's not, you know, but if you buy, let's say these, these chips, or these, you know, uh, jalapeno flavored potato chips or something, where you put one and two in them in your mouth at a time, and that's it, because you, you just can't eat them like uh, normal food. Then, even though it's not rive, right, the jalapeno or the uh, whatever the other spices are, are not the, they're not, they don't make up the fifty percent, but it goes into what the Taz says, right? That um, you know, even if it's uh, if it has, if it has. Uh, um, if you have a like I think that would apply to these type of chips, it's not necessarily 50%, but it's a nirgish harbe, then that would be a, uh, that would be a davr kharif as well. Um, okay. Now, the davr kharif affects, there, there are many, many applications of the halachas of davr kharif. Uh, some of them we've mentioned, right? Like, like, uh, that, that in Eina Ben Yom Akli is, is, uh, is um, Another example we mentioned is that, uh, that even just Tuchet Sakina, even if there's no heat, just the pressure of a knife or a fork, uh, which has a, has a pressure that causes Tuchet into the food, will cause a blia into a Dabr Kharif. Um, so, so the, you know, that's, an, that's another example. Um, the, there are other chumras, right? We don't say nap or not by, by a davar kharif. Um, so if I cook a davar kharif in a fleshiga pot, instead of it becoming like it normally would, uh, if I cook soup in a fleshiga pot, even if it's a benyomo, the, fle- the soup is only a nap or not of fleshigs. But if I cooked uh, salsa or something, right, davar kharif in a, in a fleshiga pot, then the, 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 the salsa itself is actual fleshigs. Uh, but I say, we give Eger and others point out that it doesn't mean that if you eat it, you have to wait six hours. 
right? There's no, uh, there's no Basar Ben Shinayim, there's no Moshech uh, Tam, but there is, but, but it is Fleishiks. So if I cooked it in a milk pot or I added any milk to it, it would become Basar B'chalav, it would be Asar. But just the Chumras of the six hours, those are because of Moshech Tam and, and other reasons like that, because of Basar Ben Shinayim, that doesn't apply to a Dover Kharif. So that you can be makele about. Um, but, but in terms of is it fleshig, yes, we, we have to say that if you cook the Dabr Kharif in a fleshig pot, we have to call that, you have to call that fleshig. Um, so that's another, another khumra of a, uh, a Dabr Kharif. Uh, there's another khumra of a Dabr Kharif, uh, which is that uh, the Taz mentions that if, you, if that a Dabr Kharif, um, like Tavlin, could be considered an Avidal Ataima. Okay, so even though normally things are bottle uh, Bashishim, um, we assume most surim in the world are, are bottle bashishim, but if it's a davar, if it's a davar charif, it might not be bottle bashishim. Um, if it's if it's if it's uh, iser itself, if the iser itself is is a, a vidla taima, uh, sometimes it's not the iser itself. It's, it was cooked in a kli and it's something like that. So then, that's not the that that doesn't have that chaymer. But if the if I have let's say a tavlin of of orla. Um, or something like that, where the tavlin themselves were were were, were iser, then um, then they're not bottle b'shishim either, okay? Because because uh, the davacharif has that chaimer to it. There also that it's a uh, that it, it could be a, a vidul taima. Okay, so anyway, the, the the number of chumras that that we apply, so you have to be always aware whenever you're dealing with something which is a which could potentially be a davacharif that we have to be aware of all the different chumras that, you know, things that we allow under many normal circumstances don't, don't apply in this case. Um, you know, in, 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 in Kashras, a lot of the, the products that we deal with are Dvarim Kharifim. We may not even think of them as Dvarim Kharifim. Um, you know, for instance, flavors are often uh, Dvarim Kharifim because uh, they're so concentrated that, uh, you know, you, you couldn't put it into your mouth. You couldn't eat it even, you know, if you did, you have to put a tiny, tiny amount in at a time and, and, uh, and eat it because it would burn you otherwise. It would be so, they're so acidic uh, or they're so concentrated, they're so salty. Um, a lot of the flavors are, uh, you know, have, have, because of the very high concentration of whatever particular, uh, you know, flavor is, it's, it ends up being a, a, a uh, so this is Nagea, uh, spray dryers, uh, all types of equipment where, you know, which produce the flavors or, um, you know, uh, things like that. So you have to be aware that, that you can't just treat it like a regular pro- uh, ingredient and say, well, it's anti-binyomo anyways, and, uh, or it's not hot. Uh, and another chumrah by a davar charif is you're not allowed to, if it's davar la, if it's lach, if it's wet, you can't put it on a, on a kli eviser. Um, there's a chumrah that it becomes kovish very quickly. Right, even in a few minutes, it can become kavush. In the amount of time it takes just to to uh, heat up, even if it's cold, right? So uh, just a few minutes of time, it, it, we say that already it becomes kavush. Uh, okay, whether that's b'diavid, whatever. But these are things that we should be aware of. So you have a flavor and you put it in a kli. Uh, if it's from harifim, it has to make sure that it was kashered first. You can't just say, well, it's just a cold. It's just uh, you know so. Um, anyway, these are some of the chumras. Uh, I should mention also that there's a, uh, a kula listed by the Taz in Sadivov, which is that um, we're not the key in exactly which things are considered to be dvarm harifim. Uh, so we're machmer, like we said, anything that you can't eat or anything that you can't, uh, you know, we, so we, we have our gedarim for what exactly, you know, we, 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 
maybe be a little more machmer even than that. Maybe, you know, things that are very sour, overly sour. They talk about um, uh, borscht being a davar harif because it's very sour. And okay, so we have different, what's considered a, a, a but, but the truth is these are all chumras because there are opinions that hold that the only thing that is strong enough to be is the kairish al chiltis. Is this, uh, this, this, this vegetable called a chiltis, which Chazal uh, say, you know, if you eat more than a drop of this, it'll burn up the kishkas. Uh, very, very strong stuff. So um, we are machmer, uh, you know, for old varm kharifim, but because of this, when there's other sleep in Lahakal, there's room to be makal as well. That's what the Taz brings from the Maram. Um, the Maram said the Loimikri Davar Kharavala Rakhar Shokhiltis. Okay, Yesh Lahakal, Bashar Dvarm Kharif and Bamakam Shesh Ksasvar Lahakal. If you have other Swaras we makal, you can combine that as well. Um, the the Piskechuva just mentioned this also because it's a common uh, type of scenario. Oftentimes things lose their kharifos. Like if you cook an onion, if you cook, uh, you know, certain garlic, or you, as soon as you roast it a little bit, they become sweet. They lose all their harifas. Uh, sometimes it's not clear where exact, when exactly that happened. How often? So I put it into the pan, and did it get a bleed? Did not get? Did it get? Did it lose the harifas right away? Was it before I put the fork in? After I put the fork in? All these type of 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 of, of shilos, we don't know exactly know. So how do you deal with this? So the piskechuva brings that you have from the beriakiv that there's a svek svek in these cases. He says, uh, He brings like the Taz, like the Maram, and maybe only the Dilma Kfar Batal Kharifus. And maybe the Kharifus also already was lost. Anyway, so uh, that's, uh, so these are some of the, the issues. The Kharif is really a huge, huge topic, and there's you know, thousands of different cases and applications and everything, which is some of the basics to discuss. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Rabbi Garrison. A question. Uh, yeah. When I was last night, I asked Rabbi Price, um, no, Rabbi, uh, uh, Rabbi Price, that uh, if the olives are hardy, and we are putting them cabbage in water. Um, water doesn't do anything for them. So as a preservative, I assume they need to put in some amount of salt. Mm -hmm. uh, why doesn't that salt uh, revive their harifus no matter what? That's a good question. I, I don't really know. I, I don't really know how you make olives. Um... I mean, you could be right about putting the salt. I know there's no mention over here in this sif about putting salt in the water. Um, maybe they, maybe they didn't put. Maybe they talked about without salt, or maybe they, they had something else in the water aside from salt. Maybe there was a little bit of vinegar in the water. You, anything you put in water, if you don't put anything else, is going to rot. That's that's just what happens. Yeah, I, it's a good point. I don't know. I really don't know. I um, I don't know enough about making olives. I, I just don't have a. Maybe someone here, uh, maybe one of knows about olive making, could comment on this. I don't know. I mean, the, 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 um, the, it's not the great, it might be the right answer, which is that there's enough salt in there to make sure that it doesn't rot to preserve it, but that doesn't make it into a Dever Kharif. Could be. It might be true. That, I, I that, would be the, that would be the, the, the path of least resistance. Okay. Sounds good to me. I just, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anybody mention anything about salt in this. Uh, 
looked around a little bit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice any talk about it. Um, I mean, they use the word kvushim, which could just mean water, but you know, could mean you put in vinegar or something. You know, the, uh, well, vinegar, right? Vinegar is not going to make things better. It's going to make things it worse. It may make things better question. or right. worse, depending on on what you right. hold about. Uh, yeah. How, how, I mean, I, I don't know how much vinegar you'd have to put into water to make it into a darukharath. It could just be it's a, also, I mean, similar to what you're saying, maybe it's just a very weak vinegar solution. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, about um, so this is a matzia. So yeah, I go to many places where they're brining, you know, the raw olives here in Northern California. But yeah, so at Rabbi Price, I, I just to amplify, yeah, they, a lot of sodium benzoate, a lot of other preservatives. There is salt, there is a little lactic acid, maybe a drop of vinegar, but they do put a tremendous amount of preservatives in the uh, Other preservatives, yeah. yeah. Okay, so maybe that's the answer. Maybe these preservatives are able to stop the fermentation, you know, the, the spoilage, but not, they're not from Kharifim. I never drank the brine. Maybe I'll uh, check it out someday. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> you can't eat the olives unless you cure them. They're inedible otherwise. Right. Well, right. they're harif. They're yeah. You can't. You they're right. Nobody eats them that way. We're not used to eating raw olives, so we don't even know. You know, that's not It's just not edible. But there's such a thing as oil cured and uh, all the type of curing with olives. Mm -hmm. So, Matia, uh, do they usually fresh have olive, fresh picked olives in the supermarket? Amatia, with these olives, are they packed? And when they're when they're packed, would you? I mean, I know this is. You probably didn't sit down to do a calculation, but would you say that generally it's rove mayim or rove olives? I get the feeling that it's rove olives. Yeah. Same thing with pickles. It's rove pickles. Yeah. Yeah. They really, they, right. The pickles are the same thing, right? They fill these, these gigantic vats as much as possible with the actual produce. And then they put the water in. Yeah. Yeah. Or liquid. I'm sorry, Brian. The, my recollection is that the salt was really there to, to firm up the fruit. That could be. Yeah. It's surprising how little. It's added to the fruit. There's, like I said, a drop of lactic, a drop of vinegar, plenty of salt. Right, it's probably just enough to prevent spoilage, but it's not used for pickling, I guess. Is that right? Not used to pickle it. It's not used to change, the, it doesn't change the flavor of the well, there's, there's actually two stages. There's one that's actually the brining, which could take months, you know, an entire year, however long. And then there's a secondary issue where they actually can force the ripening from green to uh, black or black to green, which they can do that in a matter of days. That's post the brining. That's the post brining. Um, pre brining. Pre brining, I think. Right. Okay. So it's that's a separate process. Yeah. <clears throat> that's where you put in the ferrous gluconate. Right. Right. Yeah. It's also also goes in drums. But it's all it's all majority, you know, olives. Like I said, very, it's enough liquid to keep it in, in, you know, in solution, so to speak, but majority of, you know, produce. By the way, Masi, I would, l let me just ask you, I, I guess, a very pertinent question. I would assume that, or let's ask, the drums or the barrels that they're used to age the, or to brine these uh, olives, are they always new? Well, the places that I go, they're dedicated. These are the actual harvesters. So they're, they're dedicated to the plants. So the plants only are going to use those. We're talking acres. Acres of either stainless steel or plastic. Um, I forget, there's a certain name that they use for these things. So. Uh -huh. 
So it's not they're buying they're not buying barrels you know on the open market and, and drums no, rather. No, no, no. Like no. these honey these honey factories they they just get their whatever drums they can get their hands on and, and yeah, dump. I don't, I don't, I don't. No, but the vol the volume of the, the olives is, is tremendous. I mean they could have hundreds or thousands of, of tanks where they're brining stuff. So generally they're muchet for the, the, the yeah yeah they have to be yeah. yeah. Rabbi Gerson, I just want to add one point to what mm -hmm. you were saying that that you know you you focused on this shach that says you have to have rov mayim, yeah, in order for it to be considered not charif, right? That's a mm -hmm. yes. In, right. In, he, he brought that back to the the Ramah back in Simon Sadek mm -hmm. that you need right. rov. It's not the the the, the Magen of Ram in Hilchas Pesach disagrees with that, and and says that it, the whole point is it's to be, in other words the the shach seems to be putting two different things together, potentially, at least according to the Magan Ram. Here, the point of the Mayim is to be Mavatl Becharifas. The question is, how much Mayim do you need to be Mavatl Becharifas? It's a process where the olives over time will become less Harif because of the water. Um, it's not that we're looking at this thing as, you know, it, it, in the Ramah in Simon Sadeke is taking something, you have a mixture of Tavar Harif and something which is not a Tavar Harif. So when does it become no longer Tavar Harif? Well, that's called, you know, when it's rove, not Tavar Harif, then it's fine. Whatever, however, we're going to Count row, but that's that's one thing. Here we're talking about how much water does it take in order for olives at nine in the morning on Tuesday they're delivered into this water. On nine in the morning on on Wednesday, would these olives still be harif, or would there, would it have um, would they be fatigued? Right, you know that that's the, the Magen of Ram says. Like the, the, in other words, the shach is one who's bringing two different simanim together over here. Not everybody right. agrees with that shach. I mean, most well, you know, do you, agree. Right, but you, you're bringing up a different point, right? Which is very important also with the Magad of Ram saying that at some point the olives themselves are no longer kharif. I can take them out of the water and they're also not kharif. Olives don't right. remain kharif forever. And, and right. So at one point, do they, do they lose that kharifos? But the, I don't think the shach is looking at it that way. I understand. I, yeah, I understand yeah, the shach is not looking I'm not saying the shach is looking for I'm giving a different alternative. No, no, I, I understand. I'm, but why should we, it happen and say that as soon as they're kavush in the water, they lose their kharifos at that point? That's a Matthias question. How long? Maybe it takes six days. I don't know how long it takes. Whatever it takes. It might, depend on, the, it might depend on a lot of different things. It might depend on what type of olive we're talking Correct. about. Correct. You're sure. So why would we make an assumption to say that automatically when it's kavush, it's no longer davar kharif? Well, how, how does the Magad of Ram have a right to say that? Ramah said over here, don't worry about it. I think if he says you, that, I think the truth is, I think he says it depends on the feed the Indian. But you can't say fakaret. You can't say that. Shach is saying fakaret, that if the rove, he, he's the, the Rashad exactly. is the one who's getting us into trouble. He's the one who's saying, getting he's us saying out that of if trouble. it's rove olives, then you're in trouble. Right. Correct. But he's out of trouble too. Because he makes sense out of the Ramah. Because otherwise the Ramah doesn't make sense. What do you mean? If it's if it's kavush in, in water, then it's not a problem. Who said? Is it kharif still or not kharif? Why is why are you making it into a rule that as long as it's right, then it's not a problem? Who said? Exactly. Because that's generally the case. So the is giving... water, even in like in Amatsia's case, even when you have most olives in a barrel, after 24 hours, as long as it, you don't have to assume that that's just the normal thing. Most times you probably is would have more, more olives than water. Right, no, what normal person, what normal company, this is probably going on for the, the same way they do now is probably the way they did back in the day, which is when you're pickling olives, it's probably mostly olives and, and, and the mute is water. That's probably oh, what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, I, I, I'm not sure if that's true or not. I don't know. I know mm -hmm. Matsi said it, that that's the way it is because there's a lot of olives in the pan, but it's, it's very hard to hedge with these things because the water fills up all the cracks and everything. It, there's a lot more water 
you could try it yourself. Take out the olives and check to see how much water is left in the, in the can at the end. It's not a hard experiment to do. I, I, it could be it's rave water. I don't know. It's certainly going to be close. Even though right. it looks like a lot of olives, because our eyes are tricking us, when you have a sphere inside of a, of a, of a cube, it looks like it takes up a lot of space. But the corners take up a, a tremendous amount of space, too. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know which one is okay. what, what the actual answer right. is. But anyway, but, but I, I think the shach makes sense out of the Ramah. He's saying, you have to see. If it's 50%, not 50 now I have an explanation for the Ramah. Otherwise, if it's like the Magan of Ram, who says it takes place after 24 hours? Okay, that's so far the Ramah says it. That's what. That, and it's the, simplest no, no, not to quali- the simplest case is not to qualify the Ramah, just to take the Ramah at face value. But it's, that's it's, the Ramah thing. But, 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 you can't, but the Ramah can't say it if it's not okay. true. You can't right. it. Are we dealing with Beliyat or Kli or the Odalas itself? I'm saying what? Are we dealing with the Beliyat or the Kli or the Olives themselves? If you're dealing with the Beliyat or Kli, then yes, the fact that you're putting fresh water, the Kharifas that would go into the water and then from the water into Kli, you would say that there is no more Kharifas. Well, we're talking about from the Kli into the Olive. The, the Kli was the Trefa Kli. And they're putting the Olives in there. <laughs> Does do we say that it has the ability yeah, to put, into the olive? But the point is that in view of the fact that you have water there, <clears throat> the the olives would have to add harifas to the water. No, so I yeah, you you're right, but I, I don't think it's so but that also we could taste. I mean the water I don't think is gonna be harif just right. because added the olives for twenty four hours. There's no blea of harifas from the water to the cleat to say that from the cleat back to the water because of the olive, into the olives. It'll give a blea, it'll give a blea either way. Only it's just the blea will be lefkam. Either the blea... Only after chavdal shows. Exactly, exactly. That's what we're talking about. After chavdal shows, we're talking about over here. <clears throat> if you left the covers there for 24 hours, then there'll be a blea into the water. At that time, there may be no harifas anymore. Well, that's a Matthias. That's what he's bringing from the Magen of Ram. If it's no longer Harif, then it's all Harif. I just, I don't know that, that how, how would anyone would have known that to say that it takes exactly 24 hours for that to take place? Nobody's saying it takes exactly. It's saying by 24 hours, that would have been true. Okay. But that also, is that true? Is, is that really true? The Magen of Ram himself doesn't even say that, right? You say, Magen of Ram says, if, it depends on the Matthias. I've actually seen that with pickles. When they first brine the pickles, they actually need to soak it I think it would, what I saw, I got six or eight hours for the salt and the pickles to dissipate before they can uh, uh, jar it. So you see that within 24 hours, it definitely would, um, uh, it would lessen the harifas in a big way. Maybe, I don't know. We have to try it. <laughs> okay, shkoyach. Okay, shkoyach. Thank you, good Shabbos. Uh, uh.